welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hello, it's Veronica Peretti here, and I'm back to bring you the Essential Astrocast this week. So, We've got a ton going on this week. As always these days, it feels like every week I'm coming to you and there's so much to pack into the podcast. I'm going to really try to keep it to the most important stuff this week. You know, we're deep in eclipse season, so we are right in the throes of it. We're right in the middle of it. Really quick debrief on eclipses. They tend to heighten our emotions. They tend to create like a pressure cooker where change is not only amplified, not only illuminated, but it is accelerated. So therefore, whatever's going on in your life, whatever changes are taking place, whatever shifts are happening in your relationships, in your job situation, in your home situation, if those shifts were already on the boards before eclipse season started, they're getting accelerated now. So generally in eclipse season, we don't do rituals. We don't set intentions. And the reason for that is because the moon and the sun, there are luminaries. They illuminate things for us, which is why I have the luminary league, because in the luminary league, we follow the sun and the moon. But the point is that the sun and the moon, they're not really working or functioning the way they normally do when we have eclipses. So that's why we don't tend to do rituals. Now, we just had a new moon solar eclipse in Cancer on Sunday. It was right after midnight Sunday on the East Coast, Saturday on the West Coast. This was a really intense one. It was at zero degrees Cancer. You probably felt that this weekend. I know I've been feeling super emotional and sensitive, and we've got a lot of cancer. Today, as I'm recording this on Monday, we've got the moon still in cancer, we've got the sun in cancer, and we've got Mercury retrograde in cancer. So lots of cancer energy, which can make us really nostalgic. With this solar eclipse that we had, it feels like, oh, fresh start. It was at zero degrees cancer. When something is at zero degrees of a sign, it's the purest, most undiluted experience of that sign. The problem is that it's still eclipse season. And so the sun and the moon, they're not really operating the way they normally do. So I realize why it feels so much like a fresh start and it feels so much like a reset that we really need. But please know that we're still deep in the throes of eclipse season and there's so much more to be revealed. You know, that new moon solar eclipse chart had a ton of planets in the notably Mars in the 12th house. So there is a lot to be revealed because whenever stuff's in the 12th house, it means that it's a little bit hidden. It means that we're not seeing the whole story. There's something that hasn't either come into the tangible realm or there's something being hidden or there's something that we just don't know yet. We just don't have all the information. And of course it's Mercury retrograde and we also have Venus still retrograde. So we're still learning stuff. We still got stuff to gather. We still got information to collect. So Mercury retrograde, in my opinion, is always a time to review. 
cross the T's, dot the I's, collect the information, retrace your steps. It's not a bad thing. It's just an opportunity to reflect. It's an opportunity to correct anything that perhaps you missed or perhaps that you flubbed. So right now, with all of that going on, not a time to set your intention and say, I'm going to do this by the end of the year. I do think it's a great time to vision cast. It's a great time to sit down with your journal and to dream, to dream about what could be, what your vision is, what your vision could be. You know, cancer rules our family, it rules our lineage, it rules our ancestry. So what are some of the beliefs that you've assumed were right? And what are the beliefs that you want to pass down to the next generation? What do you want your legacy to be? Those are some things that we can consider with this new moon solar eclipse. And if you thought this one was hot, just wait two weeks, we're going to have a full moon lunar eclipse. And that's going to be in Capricorn with our friends, Pluto and Jupiter. So I definitely think that we're, oh, and Saturn's going to be back in Capricorn by then too. The other thing that was really interesting about this new moon solar eclipse is that it was in conjunct, which is a little bit of a uncomfortable conversation, a little bit of like a fixing adjustment situation that Saturn was in conjunct the new moon or the new moon was in conjunct Saturn, depending on how you look at it. So with that being said, there's some adjustment, there's some adjustment that's being made. And again, we don't have all the information. Saturn was at zero degrees Aquarius. So zero degrees cancer is what we call the world point, which is one of the reasons it's so potent. It's so felt because zero degrees of the cardinal sign those beginner seasons. So on when the sun moves into cancer, it's the summer solstice. It's the moment that summer begins in the Northern hemisphere and having an eclipse on that point of the Zodiac at zero degrees cancer is just extra potent. So I definitely think use this energy and get your journal out and cast your vision for the future, but do not be so rigid on it coming to fruition the way you are dreaming it up right now, because there are other forces at play. There's other information and, um, it could look very different than the way you're envisioning it. Yeah. So there was an adjustment with Saturn there as well, which means that, you know, there is some sort of discomfort between what we want for ourselves and for our home and for our family and what we need to do, what we're responsible for, for the collective, for the world, for the group, for the community, because Aquarius is the community, humanity, everyone. So really interesting because we're having this debate in our society right now about staying home and keeping everyone safe, right? And a lot of people are like, not having it. They're rebelling against that. They want to do what they want to do. They want to go out. They want to have fun. They want to go to bars and have a good time and are being a little bit reckless or maybe not wearing masks. And I had two conversations with two people yesterday who don't live in New York City. And being in New York City, it's a very different vibe than what it sounds like it is in a lot of other cities across the country. So it's an interesting moment. And the astrology is pointing to that. Saturn is saying, yeah, you got to take responsibility for the collective 
And the new moon in Cancer is very much about what do I want for me and and my family and my home and my, you know, my little crew right here. So thinking about that this week as well. So lots of intense stuff to think about this week. We're not only just coming off that new moon, solar eclipse on the summer solstice, all that super juicy stuff we had this weekend. We also have Neptune retrograding this week. So now I mentioned this last week because I don't generally make a big deal about outer planets retrograding, not a huge deal because they're retrograde for half a year. So it's not a big deal for most of that time. But when the planet slows down to retrograde or slows down to move direct, that is when we feel it most potently. So this is the week that you really are going to feel that Neptune. And Neptune, we talked about him a couple weeks ago because he was you know, in communication with a lot of the other planets. And whenever we're talking about Neptune, we're talking about things not being so clear. We're talking about illusions and delusions, our fantasy world. We're talking about our memories and our dreams. It is Neptune is at home in Pisces and therefore our emotions are heightened because Pisces really takes on the emotions of everyone, of the collective. So things might feel a little bit more emotionally intense this week because we have the sun in cancer, which is a water sign and a very, very emotionally inclined sign. And that's where the sun is illuminating our chart. And we have Mercury retrograde there. And now we're going to have Neptune slowing down, stopping and turning around. So with that said, really, really give yourself space to work through whatever emotions come up this week. I don't think this is a bad thing. I think this is really an opportunity to unpack some of the patterns and some of the emotional behaviors that are coming up that we've witnessed. We're on the heel, the tail end of this Venus retrograde period. And we've seen so many of our emotional patterns and so many of our communication patterns come up. We've seen how we interact in our relationships. We've probably had some relationship stuff come up. We've probably had some stuff come up around how we handle our money, how we feel valued, how we provide value to others, what we value in our relationships, what we believe, what we value in our community, in our politicians, in the stores we buy from. You know, lots of people, as you know, from living in the world, so many people are outing lots of corporations for doing, you know, vanity displays of saying Black Lives Matter, but not necessarily backing that up with changing their business practices at all. And so we're now kind of watching that happen online, on Instagram, on Twitter, and we're choosing where we spend our money. That's very Venus. Venus rules money. Mind you, Venus is in her morning star position. She's a warrior goddess right now. She's not that interested in bubble baths. She's not that interested in romance. She's really interested in helping us be clear about what we value and then taking a no holds barred approach to putting those values in place and putting them into practice. So we're talking money, but we're also talking our time. We're also talking 
who we maintain relationships with, you know? And I think I I shared this last week that I had a conversation with a friend who really had gone in a deep, deep rabbit hole of some conspiracy theories around all the things that are going on in the world, not just protests, not just COVID, all of it. And it was something that I had to say, I don't have time for that. You know, it upset me so deeply that I had to say, I don't know that I have time for friends that don't share my values right now because all of this is too intense. Of course, there's so much value in maintaining friendships with people who think differently than you, but you have to really decide what can you handle right now because there is so much intensity. There's so much emotional intensity. And it might be that you have to move some relationships, some friendships, a little bit further from your core, you know, my business coach, Tara Newman, she always talks about like, um, she draws a circle and then draws a few other circles and you can put someone on the outermost circle. If they're just too much for you right now in the sense that, you know, maybe your values aren't aligned and you just can't handle that. Or, you know, if someone in your life is being really critical, you put them on that outermost circle so that you can get to work and do what you need to do. So right now is one of those moments where someone who doesn't necessarily share your values, they might get pushed to that outermost circle. You might decide at the end of this Venus retrograde period that that relationship just isn't serving you anymore and it's time to part ways. And you know, I'm a big proponent of the KonMari method, Marie Kondo, the life-changing magic of tidying up. It's, I live it. So, you know, say thank you. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for the good times we had, but we're not on the same wavelength right now. And that's okay. So a lot of stuff is coming up and a lot of more emotional stuff is going to come up this week. So give yourself space to feel it. And as much as we are, you know, we just had a new moon and new moons generally are times of new stuff and, you know, welcoming things in. We're still in eclipse season. We've got a lot of retrograde happening. It's still a time of release. We're we're still releasing a lot of the pent-up emotional charge that we've been experiencing over the past month, over the past 3 months, over the past 6 months. So, it's it's okay if you are not raring to go with new stuff on the agenda. In fact, I would say if you can table new stuff on the agenda until a month from now when eclipse season is fully, you know, in the past, then I would say even better for it. And that is something also to mention, which is that we have a very rare thing happening this year. We have two new moons in cancer back to back. So usually we have one new moon per sign per year we are going to have two new moons in cancer. So there's something in this part of your chart that the universe really wants you to pay attention to something around family and lineage and your legacy and safety and security and what feels like home for you. Those are the themes of cancer and the universe really wants you to deep dive here because there's two new moons. So we're going to have a chance to set those new moon intentions for cancer, but just do it a month from now. For now, cast the vision and be open to it changing. That's what I am saying. Hey, did you know that I have an astro-obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? Yep, it's called the Luminary League, and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. 
We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then, wait, this is the best part. I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. Come on over to veronicaparetti.com astrology to learn more and to sign up. So back to Neptune retrograde. So Neptune is retrograding on Tuesday, which means that we are probably going to be deep in that emotional tumult this week. You know, Pisces is the two fish swimming in opposite directions. So one fish is swimming to our highest self. One fish is swimming to our shadow self. Neptune retrograde gives us an incredible opportunity to really dive into the shadow work, the parts of ourselves that we don't normally want to look at. Pluto similarly gives us those opportunities. These planets are transcendent planets. They are that outermost planets. And therefore, you know, the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, they help us transcend. They are generational, but also when they do stop, slow down, retrograde, go direct, we feel those transcendent properties of those planets. So this is a great time to keep a dream journal. If that's something you've been wanting to do, if you wanted to pick up a journaling habit, it's a great time. Meditation, talking to a therapist, talking to a life coach, diving into some of those emotional patterns that perhaps you've been wanting to unpack, but you didn't have the energy to do it. Getting a book on shadow work. There are so many ways that you can really use the Neptune retrograde period to your benefit. It's going to be for five months, so plenty of time. Neptune and Pisces have a lot to do with our addictions too. So when Neptune is kind of like on the boards for us and when we're feeling Neptune like we will this week, your intuition might be heightened, your emotions might be heightened, but that also means that whatever your addictive patterns are, those are going to be heightened. So if you are a person like me that goes for the sugar, maybe don't have it in the house. If you are a person who goes for the wine, maybe don't have it in the house. If you are the person who goes for the online shopping, maybe you turn off your Wi-Fi at um, a particular time so that you can't do that. So, you know, just notice if you're having the desire to fulfill that urge in a way that's unhealthy for you. And if you don't have any of those addictions, I am envious and then you have nothing to worry about. But whatever your thing is, whatever your self-soothing thing is, the cheap thing that you go for, and I say cheap because it's, you know, it's not the thing that's actually going to make you feel better. It's the thing that's going to make you feel better in the short term. That thing, just watch out for that behavior this week. Venus is stationing direct this week. So that's on Thursday. We're going to have Venus going through Gemini one last time. So she came through, she turned around, she went back, and now she's turning around and she's going to go forward. That's how retrogrades work. They give us three passes at that same part of your chart. So there's something 
in the Gemini part of your chart that Venus wants you to take a look at. And so we're going to get our third and last time to take a look at it now from Thursday through August 7th. This is a time to integrate all that you've learned through this Venus retrograde period. What do you value in your relationships? How do you value yourself? Are you not charging enough with your clients? Are you not leaning in to ask for that promotion? Are you not asking for the raise? Are you um, avoiding your money stuff? Are you letting the credit card bills, you know, pile up, but not do anything about it? Money stuff, value stuff, relationship stuff. What have you learned in the past 40 days? And how are you going to integrate that going forward through August 7th and beyond? We've all had a masterclass in defining what's important to us over this time that Venus has been retrograde. Coincidentally, most of us have also been spending a lot more time at home. So we've had a lot of time to really look at stuff. And going forward, this Venus retrograde will have given us an opportunity to know what's important and what's superficial. What do you put on that outermost ring and what do you keep really close to center? And hopefully, you know, your relationships are stronger because of this period, but there are going to be some of us that are going to say, it's time to go. Maybe that relationship has reached its expiration date. So while we are in that emotional throes, which we are this week because of so much cancer, so much Neptune, so much Venus, so much all of it, right? I want to say also that, you know, I cried on Saturday morning sitting on my balcony watching the video that Governor Cuomo put out. He did 111 days where he did his briefs every day on coronavirus and also the protests because that cropped up, but primarily on coronavirus. And it was so, and I watched them most days and I live in New York and it was very, very helpful. And I've posted on it about him on my Instagram stories many times. And he announced last week that he wasn't going to be doing them anymore every day, that he was only going to do them when needed because we're out of the crisis here in New York City, at least. We're not in crisis mode. We no longer have the 7 p.m. clap, which is amazing and also sad because it was a really beautiful thing. But we are, you know, officially out of crisis mode for now, at least here in New York City. And Cuomo did this video that he posted it on Instagram. And it was just really about this whole time that he's been doing these briefings for 111 days. And it was so beautiful. And I really encourage you to go watch it if you need a good cry. I was crying on my balcony watching it unexpectedly, scrolling through Instagram, having my coffee Saturday morning. And I came upon it, I watched it, and I was crying. And then even this morning, I was just thinking about it. When I was doing my meditation practice, and thoughts come up when you meditate, as you know, if you're a meditator, and you know, I, for some reason, I thought of it, and I started crying again. And that's how much it moved me. And I'm sharing that to share that a good cry is really healing this week. So if you need something to give you a good cry, you can go look for that Governor Cuomo video on Instagram, although perhaps Governor Cuomo won't be a tearjerker for you as he is for me. Um, But whatever it is that means something to you, that feels profound to you, especially something that has been a part 
of your life the past few months since we're in this reviewing and reflecting time with so much retrograde. Yeah, take a look, find something, let yourself cry it out. And it'll probably be something that triggers some memories and some emotional trauma for yourself. And that's good because the tears are the thing, you know, salt water, like they say, it helps us release. That's why we take salt baths, Epsom salts and mineral salts. We take salt baths to clear our energy and release stuff. So when we cry, we release stuff. So this is a good time to release some pent up emotional stuff that you don't want to hang on to anymore. That's not, it's not doing you any good by being pent up in your body. So moving on, we have the final big thing this week, which is Mars is going to go into Aries on Saturday. Mars is coming home to Aries because Mars belongs in Aries. It's the planet that rules the sign of Aries. Mars is the warrior. Mars is all about drive and ambition and it's impulsive. It rules sex. It rules the masculine energy in all of us. You know, Mars and Aries can be angry. It can be looking for a fight. It can also be incredibly motivated and inspired. And it's a pioneer. So as a person who has Mars and Aries, I can tell you that it can be intense, but it can also be intensity that really fuels something positive in your life. Unfortunately, not everyone knows astrology, nor are they listening to this podcast. So you might notice that other people are very angry once Mars goes into Aries. And fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you view it, we're going to have Mars and Aries for the rest of the year, basically, for the next six months, because Mars is going to retrograde here. So this is going to be intense. Now, It will be interesting to see Mars come through Aries because when Mercury and Venus came through Aries and squared Pluto, we really saw the virus take off. So, well, really when it came through Pisces, but then it came through Aries and we saw the ramifications of it taking off during Pisces. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens over the coming months. Take care of yourself and be smart and resist the urge to be impulsive or be a risk taker please take your health seriously. That's one thing I want to say. But, you know, while Mars can bring up a lot of anger and impulsivity, and we're going to see the election get really, really mean and really just not, it's not going to be pretty. I would bet on that. But you can use this in your own life to benefit you. You can use this to really harness that, that energy and put it towards something positive. Whenever Mars is in Aries, we need to be in our bodies. We need to find a physical outlet of some sort that will help to curb any of that anger or impulsivity, but also look to where Aries is in your chart. And if you look to where Aries is in your chart, you can see where you're going to be motivated. And maybe you're going to be really motivated around your business, or maybe you're going to be really motivated around your home and cleaning things up and getting to all of those projects you wanted to get to, or maybe you'll be really motivated around your career and finding a new job. Cause a lot, I know a lot of people are saying that the job market is starting to open up again. So 
look to where Mars in Aries is in your chart and you will have a good glimpse of where you're going to have a little more motivation and a little bit more will to get up and go over the next six months. And I think that's actually going to be positive for a lot of people. And it's something to note that we have six months left in the year. So how do you want to spend them and who do you want to be and where do you want to be at the end of this year? Because this is the moment to really decide to cast that vision, be open to it changing, but be clear about what you value. Be clear about the kind of person you are and want to be and what beliefs are important to you. And this Mars and Aries period is going to be a time for us to, you know, the thing about Mars and Aries is that Mars and Aries likes to stand out for what's right. And if someone is being bullied, Mars and Aries steps in and stands up for that person. So this is going to be a time for all of us to really step up for what's right. So consider that as you move through the week. Next week, we've got some big stuff happening. Jupiter and Pluto are going to come together. And that is the second of three meetups that they're going to have this year. And that is another reason we're seeing a lot of transformation. We're also seeing a lot of conspiracy theories. We're seeing a lot of the darkness come to light because Jupiter and Pluto, they normally meet up once and keep moving, but this year they're meeting up three times. So there's really something in those degrees of Capricorn that the universe wants us to take a look at. And not surprisingly, because, you know, there is a lot of transformation to be had and there's a lot of change that needs to happen. And don't forget Mercury still in cancer. So keep uh, crossing your T's, dotting your I's and being really as clear as you can with your communication, proofread the email before you send it. But really Mercury in cancer is much more about emotions. So see what's coming up. When you communicate with someone, look at what's happening below the surface. It's not just what they're saying. It's what their energy is saying below what their words are saying. So that's what I've got for you this week. A couple of quick things. If you enjoy the podcast, if you listen every week, I would so, so, so appreciate that you rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. And you can also support the podcast for $5 or more a month on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Veronica Peretti. And that's also where Luminary League is. So for $5 or more a month, you support the podcast and the work I'm doing here. And I am eternally grateful to you. And for $25 or more a month, you get to join the Luminary League, which means that you get a new moon bonus podcast and guided meditation from me, as well as access to our full moon live workshop on Zoom that we do every month for the full moon, which will be happening in two weeks on July 5th for that big full moon lunar eclipse that we're going to be having in Capricorn. So that's something cool to check out. You can head on over there and that's all I got for you. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon and come find me on Instagram throughout the week. And I will be sharing every couple of days I share with you where the moon is. So make sure you follow me there because while we have so much cancer energy in the sky, the moon is really important. Moon rules cancer. So that means that we are 
moody. When there's a lot of cancer in the sky, the moon is ruling us, especially with Mercury in cancer. So that means the moon is having a really profound impact on our emotions and our communication. Therefore, it's very important to know where the moon is and how it's impacting you. So that's why every couple of days on Instagram stories, I tell you what's up with the moon. So find me there. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.